so we are back for part two in our home series, thinking, exploring, asking the question why and how we can honour our father and our mother. And last week I said that one of the things we should do is prize them highly. And one of the ways I said we can do that is not to speak badly about them to our friends, not to backstab them, to mock them, to um, lower them down, to, to kind of share all their mistakes and all that kind of stuff to our friends, but instead to go to someone maybe who is older, who you trust to maybe talk about those things. So as we start this talk today, it is not my job to maybe share some of the things that are, you know, some of the mistakes or some of the maybe problems that I have with my parents, but instead to honor them to you and one way I want to do that is to share some things which I love about my parents. And one of the things I love about my parents youth is they've always said that we will support you no matter what happens. We will support you no matter what you do, we will support you no, we will support you no matter what jobs you have, what grades you get, what choices you make and all that kind of stuff. We will support you and I've always really, really appreciated that. And one of the ways they've done that is my parents are not Christians, so when I decided I wanted to come to church when I was 16, they supported me in that. They said, Ross, we can see that this is making you happy. We can see that you love being part of this youth group and part of this church, and we love it and we support you in it. So they used to take me to church. They used to pick me up from church. They used to take me to youth group, pick me up from youth group. They used to give me some money to give to the offering at church. They funded me to go on youth weekends away and gap years and all that kind of stuff. They've always said, we are proud of you no matter what happens. And that kind of links to the next one is, in, in some ways, we're, my, in my family, we've never really been big on academic learning and all that kind of stuff. My parents didn't go to university, so academic credentials has never been a high priority. So my parents have always said, look, we want you to revise, we want you to try your best, we want you to do your homework, but whatever you get, we are proud of you and it doesn't define you um, and that kind of stuff as well. So I've always appreciated that for my parents as well. What I love about my parents and my relationship with my parents, and me and my brother's relationship with our parents, is that it's very natural. We love each other's company, we love going on holiday with one another. There's a lot of laughter, there's a lot of common interest and all that kind of stuff as well. So that's what I love about them. And one also thing, the last thing I love about them, is that they have both similar love languages, which is kind of giving presents, and I have a love language that likes receiving presents, so it works very well. So what I want you to do now um, is to pause this video, and I want you to honour your parents by having to think three things that you love about them. Okay, so last week we explored um, three ways that we can honour our dads and mums, and in particular we looked and explored the question why, and we said, we kind of said why it's important that we know the why behind we honour them, and we always, we kind of said that when we were younger and maybe a bit older, we've always asked a question, we played the why game, when, our, when we've asked our mum or dad for something, or we can go somewhere and they've said no, and we've gone, but why? I want to go there, I want that thing. We don't understand why, and our parents are pulled out because I'm your parent, and I said so, or I said no, and obviously then we just have to, you know, we obey them because, you know, they said no eventually. But we've all asked why, and we looked at three ways that we can honour them and the whys behind that, and they were to prize them highly, 
to care and show affection and to respect and fear them. And we said that we should prize them highly because they have sacrificed a tremendous amount for us. They have wisdom, they have life experience, they have life hacks, they know how to navigate this crazy world. And more often than not, they know what is good for us. And we looked about showing care and affection. And um, we said that our parents would pretty much do anything for us. And um, they do a lot of worrying on our behalf. And we said that as our parents trust us more, as our parents let us go further in, in further distances at, for, for, to different places, but they, as they extend the boundaries, as they let us go out for longer periods of time, we said that our parents, your parents, are feeling like they're losing you. So we said that it's important to honour them by showing care and showing affection to them. And then we said that we should prize them uh, no, um, sorry, respect and fear them. Not in the sense that we should be scared. And if that was the case, that we encourage you to go and speak to someone you trusted. But we should respect and fear them because we understand the task that they have been given by God to raise you physically, emotionally and spiritually. And this is no small task. Because we, we, we talk about we should respect and fear them. We should, because we should trust them, even when we don't understand. And we should obey them, again, because they are our parents. And we looked at how Jesus, um, once upon a time, um, kind of stayed in a temple. His parents went away. His parents were like, my goodness, where's Jesus? We've lost our son. We've lost the son of God. God has trusted us with his one and only son, and we go and lose him. So they go back to Jerusalem. And for three days, they were trying to find him. And where was he? He was in the temple doing his thing. And Jesus obeyed them and we looked at how Jesus obeyed his heavenly father and because he obeyed his heavenly father it took him to the cross it took him to his death he was then raised back to life and it brought us freedom it saved us it gave us eternal life so again today youth our umbrella passage just like last week is Exodus 12 verse 22 and it is this honor your father and your mother honor your dad honor your mum and today we are going to look more practically about how that can, how that might look like. Not necessarily in the sense of like doing, you know, like helping out, though we will look at that. But more in the sense of how you, we could, this, how honouring you, how we can help you practically in your relationship. In disagreeing, in listening, in forgiving and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to look at five ways. Practically five ways that you can... Um, work on your relationship with your parents, build a relationship with your parents, grow your relationship with your parents. And the first one is this, help out. We said it last week, we're going to say it again, help out. Do your bit. And to back this up, from the Bible, okay, these are all principles from the Bible. It's in Proverbs 3, 27, it says this, do not hold good, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it. Do your parents not deserve to be helped out? Do they not deserve for good to happen to them? Do they not deserve to have a night off from cooking, from one day not doing the dishes or doing the washing or doing the ironing or tidying your bedroom or doing the hoovering, whatever it may be? Your parents have a lot on their plate, both physically and emotionally. They are your banks, they are your taxis, they are your diaries, they are your um, guides and counsellors, they are your um, biggest fans, they are your army, they constantly cheer 
you on. So youth, help them out. It, you will always find time. You, have a, you find time to go on Instagram. You find time to go on TikTok. You find time to go on Fortnite. So find some time to help them out. One, because it just helps your parents out and it honours them. And two, doing that, it pleases God. Second thing you can do is listen and listen again. Listen and listen again. And this, um, this principle is backed up in James 1 verse 19. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. You have two ears and one mouth. So you and your parents should listen more than they speak. When we don't understand, when you don't understand, when you are annoyed, um, when you are uh, annoyed with your parents for the decision they have made, the first thing that you need to do is to listen and listen again. Because we have two ears and one mouth. And if we listen, we may just understand the reasons why our parents, we disagree with our parents, we may understand more what is going on with the decisions that are being made and understanding the, why it's all kicking off. And the second thing, uh, the third thing you can do is gently disagree. So once you have listened and you've listened again and it's your time to speak, you are going to speak gently. And you are going to, if you want to disagree, you're going to gently disagree. And that principle is in 1 Timothy 5, 1 to 2. And it says this, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to, to your own father. Treat older women as you would your mother. So even though it's kind of talking about older parents, it's kind of older people in our lives, it's basically kind of saying, well, you should respect them just as like you should respect um, your parents. You should appeal to them respectfully and gently, just like you should your mums and dads. And there are going to be times, youth, in your relationship with your parents when you're going to disagree, there's going to be times where you don't understand and that is normal. But there is a way to do it and the way to do it is to do it gently. So you're going to listen and listen again and then you're going to disagree gently. Because if you disagree gently and you share your thoughts and you share your opinions in a non-aggressive way and you are right, then you are going to do well and you're going to honour God. If, however, you have been, um, you are harsh, you are quick and you are angry when you disagree and you are wrong in what, whatever you are arguing about and your parents are right, you are going to look very silly and you are going to be humbled, which is never a bad thing. So youth, if you disagree with your parents, gently disagree. Listen, listen again and then gently disagree. The fourth thing you can do is forgive a lot. Forgive a lot. And the Bible passage for this is Psalm 103 verse 12. And it says this, he, that is God, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So youth, I want you to imagine the universe which is constantly expanding and your sin is over on the east. God has pulled you from your sin as far as east is from the west, and it is constantly expanding. That is how much God has forgiven you and pulled your sit yourself away from your sin. And because he's done that for you, youth, you need to forgive your parents a lot. Okay? You are sometimes not going to understand, you know, what's happening. 
You are not perfect. Your parents are not perfect. You make mistakes. Your parents make mistakes. Um, so the best medicine for that relationship, for your relationship with your parents, is to forgive. And one thing I encourage you to do, youth, is do not go to bed with a grudge, with anger, with annoyance against your parents. Try and, and solve it before going to bed. Listen. Listen again. Disagree gently. Forgive. And then hug it out. And the fifth thing is this. Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. And the passage for this is James 3 verse 5. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a forest on fire. So basically, youth, what it's saying is, even though the tongue is a small thing, it makes grand speeches. Even though the tongue is a small thing, it is one of the most powerful weapons in your body. It's the most powerful muscle in your body. Why? Because it can destroy it. When has a war ever started? Because two people or two countries listen to one another. When has arguments ever um, you know, kicked off in a, and got, got aggressive because two people have listened to one another? It's all because people use their mouths and their words and their tongue to speak that wars start, that um, arguments happen, fights happen, divorce happens. One of the biggest lies that we've ever been told is sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt me. Because youth broke, but bones heal within six weeks, but names, names that you've been called, negative words that have been put on you can last a lifetime and take a long time to heal. So youth, hold your tongue. Don't hold your words. Don't say something you're going to regret because words can hurt and take a long time to heal. So what you're going to do, youth, is you're going to listen and listen again. You're going to gently disagree. You're going to forgive a lot and you're going to hold your tongue. And if you have something you want to say, and you feel like it's just boiling up within you, I encourage you to maybe write it down in a letter maybe, which never gets to them, that you talk to someone older that you trust, but you don't say something you are going to regret. So you, what I want you to do is I want you to pause this video and I want you to have a think, out of these five, what are the two that you struggle the most with and why? So as we kind of um, wrap up this talk, I want to kind of think about um, just think that, yeah, just thinking about our relationship with our parents and our relationship with our heavenly Father who is in heaven. And your parents are not your relationship with your parents might not be perfect, but nor is anyone else's. Your parents might not always make the right decisions, but nor do other parents pick, make uh, make the right decisions. Also, you may not always get on with your parents. And if that's the case, I encourage you to go and speak to someone you trust. You may want different parents. And again, I might want, I, I encourage you to go and speak to someone you trust and not to hold that within yourself. But the way our parents parent in us, the way our parents are present in our lives, the way our parents listen to us and discipline us can often be the same way that we project that on to God and the way that he is with us, the way he listens to us, the way he treats us and disciplines us. 
And for example, if you, if your parents are offering you, if your parents are often offering you, if their parents are snappy at you, if your parents are often angry at you, then it is very likely or it's very possible that you often think that God is off of you, that you often think that God is snappy at you, that you often think God is angry at you for whatever reason. If your parents are distant from your problems, if your parents are not there for you when you need them, if your parents are, don't take real interest in what you are interested in, then it is possible and highly likely that you have projected that onto God as well and that you think that God is distant from your problems, that he's not interested in your problems, that he's not interested in what you're interested in. Um, and if your parents, the way your parents discipline you, which is the right thing to do, parents should discipline. But there are some times where discipline gets out of hand and is done in the wrong way. And it might be that if your parents explode at you for maybe small reasons, if your parents shout at you, if your parents shun you, or um, give you the silent treatment or offer you for a certain amount of time, then it might be likely that you then project that onto God and you think that God is ready to explode at you for, um, for certain reasons. You might think God is ready to shout at you. You might think God is going to shun you or be silent against you or like, you know, give you the silent treatment for a few days. It might feel like that you need to give God a call and off period You might because that's what you need to do with your parents. But though our parents are to represent, are there to represent God for us, they are not perfect. But our Heavenly Father, who is in heaven, is perfect. Our Heavenly Father is slow to anger and abounding in love. Our Heavenly Father is full of grace, forgiveness and mercy. Our Heavenly Father is always present with us. Our Heavenly Father is always wanting to speak to us. Our Heavenly Father is always wanting to cheer us on. Our Heavenly Father is always looking to hang out with us. So youth, love your Heavenly Father who is perfect, who loves you despite your mistakes. And youth, love your earthly parents despite their mistakes because they love you greatly despite yours. Honour them because they love you and they want the best for you.